I'm Dale Clem, and today on our podcast, we have Robert Benson, who is the author of 25 books. He's a retreat leader, and Spirituality and Practice has named him as one of the 100 living spiritual teachers of our day, which is quite an impressive list. On the list include people like Annie Dillard and Richard Foster, Frederick Beekner, and Henry Nowen when he was alive. So, Robert, welcome to our podcast this morning. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to talk with you always. Well, today we're thinking about All Saints Sunday, which is coming up in All Saints and all the people who have been influencers in our lives. I know that it's very popular to have influencers these days. But yet, I think when we think about the saints, they're influencers in their own way. When you think about influencers, what do you think about, Robert? I think about the saints that you discover when you look at the list of saints that come from our tradition, the Christian tradition. For example, today is the Feast of St. Luke the Evangelist. And so there's saints like that that come from the tradition. But then I also think that we end up, frankly, having saints in our own lives who changed the way that we think or the way that we believe or the way that we move through the world. So I have begun to think about those people in my life who have done those kinds of things for me. And I consider them to be saints, whether or not the church will ever consider them to be saints or not. I believe that we have people who come through our lives who are, in fact, saints in our lives and changes. I remember stumbling upon you one time at Camp Simatonga at the Academy of Spiritual Formation, and you were playing a very interesting game that you called Saint Sticks. You want to tell us that story? Yes, you know this because you know me. I was not always really fond of doing the assignments that were given to me by the speaker at the time. And so at one point, it was Wendy Wright, in fact, who said, you know, sit down with a piece of paper and list all the people who have been saints in your life. So generally during those reflection exercises at the academy, I was not big on writing on paper at those times. There was a bridge down by the river just behind us. And I would go sit on the bridge while everybody else was reflecting away on paper and thinking about all these grand thoughts. I'd go sit on the bridge and watch the river. So on that particular day, I went down to the bridge and then looked over and realized there was a place in the sand along the edge of the creek. So I went and just started putting sticks in the ground for all of the people who had been saints in my life. I don't know. I got up to almost 80 people, you know, sticking sticks in the ground for each of them. Some of them were very tall because some of those friends to me were very tall and some of them were short. And and so I'm on my knees in the sand, sitting around this tree, putting sticks in the ground. And somebody came up and looked over at me and asked me what I was doing. And I said, well, I'm playing saint sticks. They just turned around and walked back to the lodge. (laughs) (laughs) So then I had to, I, it was time for me to go back to the lodge too. So I walked back to the lodge and realized that any step across any ground is across holy ground. You should never hurry across any holy ground. I've never walked fast since. 
So that's the Saint Six story. You wrote about that in your book, Between the Dreaming and Coming True, that this chapter on Saint Six is just a lovely, lovely story. And I appreciate it every time I read it. And one of the things that you talk about is that as you think about how these people have influenced you, you might actually influence somebody else too. My hope for that story, and that's one of my favorite stories that I've ever written. My hope for that story is is that it encourages other people to see the saint sticks, so to speak, in their own life and to pay attention for them. You never know where they're going to come from. You just don't. You need to pay attention. There could be a saint entering your life at any moment and you don't really realize it. It's as if when we have a need in our life, God knows it and God sends some guide, some book, some person there that might have wisdom that we need in that moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or to be a guide in that moment. Yes. We have a neighbor here where I live and she and my wife, Rebecca, garden together. They have a garden in between us. And April is her name. And April is forever coming over to the house and dropping off vegetables that she's grown or flowers that she's grown. And she drops them off in a little pot. Well, the saintliness of her is just demonstrated in little acts of kindness like that. You need to be able to pay attention for those kinds of things. It's a, it's astonishing to me. In our United Methodist hymnal, we have this hymn called, I Sing a Song of the Saints of God. And I, I like this song. It's kind of a kid's song. But, <laughs> you know, I sing a song of the saints who got patient and brave and true, who toiled and fought and lived and died for the Lord they loved and knew. And one was a doctor and one was a queen and one was a shepherdess on the green. They were all of them saints of God. And I mean, God helping me to be one, too. Um, That's really lovely. Yeah, absolutely. One of our dear friends, he's a retired United Methodist minister. His primary activity is that he has been at the same restaurant at the same table every night for more than 4,000 nights. And he invites a crowd of people. You know, you, you once your name kind of gets on the list, although you don't have to be on the list to sit at his table, but he's been there for more than 4,000 nights holding conversations with his friends. So any given night at five o'clock, I know where to go to be with friends because I'm going to be with him. And you end up meeting all kinds of people, you know, different people that you never would have known in your life. It's this wonderful thing. I mean, we were with them last night, and it was great. There were 12 people at the table. He's a saint, as far as I'm concerned. He creates this community. People can be honest. They they share their concerns, I guess. And- yes. Concerns. They share their funny stories. They share bits of wisdom here and there. You know, there were a couple of people there last night. I never met before, and it was lovely, you know. Well, that's his fault. He's a saint. (laughs) (laughs) 
one of the great, great things about community is that we get to meet other people. And I just have to be reminded sometimes we're not intended to go this journey alone. We really do need each other. We need to watch over one another in love and have others watch over us in love and hold us accountable. Yeah. The thing about saints, I'm influenced by people who make mistakes and then talk about it. Because it reminds me, oh, Dale, don't do that. Don't go there. You're going you're gonna to fall off the edge or something. I agree. One of my sons used to say, if you're not standing on the edge, then you're not paying attention. If you're not close enough, you have to get close to the edge, which means you're probably going to fall off at some point or you're going to yeah. make a mistake. Yeah. If you're not close enough to the edge, then you're too far away. I think that's right. You've been thinking about people who've influenced your life for a number of years and been working on a book that I think you titled Under the Influence. Tell us about that. Uh, The book started when it occurred to me that I had been under the influence of a dozen or 10 or 12 people who clearly influenced the way that I live my life. So I just started out to write a book about each chapter with one of those people and the way that they influenced my life. One was a publisher, one was a creative director, two or three of whom were writers, including Mr. Beekner, James Taylor, the songwriter, clearly changed the way that I see the world. So I just wanted to write about that so that people could begin to have a sense of who had influenced them as well, because we all are influenced. I was lucky to get influenced by James Taylor as opposed to Jerry Garcia. You know, (laughs) I'm happy about that. (laughs) You know, one of them was uh, the creative director at the record company, influenced me for a number of years while I worked at the old record company that I was in. But he's also the one who, when I met him years later at a convention, and he was surrounded by this crowd of important people, and I walked down the floor of the convention hall, and he said, here's Robert Benson. He is the only writer among us all. And I went, oh, okay. All right. Okay. I I was, it it made me feel good as a writer, you know? So in the book, that's what I wrote the book about, was about the people who had influenced me in that sort of way. Well, I I look forward to getting to read that book and know who influenced you because it'll help me understand and reflect on who influenced me. I know that in Hebrews 12, how we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. And and Paul writes in Ephesians 2, how we're standing on a foundation of Christ and those who came before us. And we're just kind of standing on shoulders of giants. And some of those giants' shoulders we're standing on, as you said, might not be thought of as giants, but they're just regular people who live two doors down. Yeah, they could live two doors down. When you and I were together at the Academy, one of the presenters, Dwight Judy, he said something one day in the middle of his presentation that had me getting up walking outside. I left and walked around in the rain. It took me years to remember what it was he actually said. Okay, then all these years later, it turns out that Dwight Judy is friends with Rebecca. And I end up in Colorado at Dwight Judy's cabin, sitting with him, okay? 
And when I sat down and had a conversation with him, we were there for a couple of days, it struck me that he was one of the saints in my life who changed me. Here I am now sitting all these years later, sitting down with him at his cabin at a table. You're right. We don't always recognize the people that we are around are in fact the saints with the shoulders that we stand on. I'm going to get way out on a limb here. There are some people somewhere who will say that you are one of the saints whose shoulders they're standing on. There are people who are going to think that because of the way that you've stood for them and stood in front of them, and they believe that they're standing on your shoulders. And that's the object of the book. The object of the book is to get people to recognize that that they are standing on the shoulders of people all the time, whether they realize it or not. And if they do realize it, then it, it changes the way they see themselves, the way they see other people, the way they see people who are coming this way. That sounds like a wonderful story. And I, I don't certainly see myself as a saint. I'm just a guy who's trying to Get through, and I guess that's probably what most of us think. We're just trying to stay on the road. I don't know. I, you know, it's impossible for me to know St. Luke the Evangelist. He was probably just trying to do the same blame thing. <laughs> right. Peter was just trying to catch fish and ended up being St. Peter. Who knew? <laughs> and, and, and today you go to the Holy Land and eat St. Peter's fish, a fish named after him. That's right. <laughs> it's a strange world, isn't it? Even if he wasn't a saint, at least he got a fish named after him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it, it's fun as we think about all saints to just remember that everybody has somebody's shoulders on which they're standing. Joshua stood on Moses' shoulders and Solomon on David. And we know David was a mess. And Elisha on Elijah's, Timothy on Paul's, John Mark on Barnabas's. We influence one another. And what a gift it is to have this All Saints Day where we remember our influencers and reflect on that and thank God for how God is using all of us. Another line that comes to mind for me right now is the line from Isaiah that says, Behold, I'm about to do something new. Can you not yet perceive it? And I believe that when I think about people who have been saints in my life or been influencers in my life, what Isaiah is saying is, watch, watch. Can you not perceive what thing that God is about to do in your life? And I believe that whenever I meet anyone new, Good, good stuff to think about. Thank you so much for being with us. Do you have any final thoughts for us? At the end of the day, when I say my prayers, I say the names in the course of my prayers. I use liturgical prayer. And then there's a place where I pray for people. And I have ended up over the years, I say about 80 names every night. Those are my saint sticks. Those are the people that I remember who I managed to pay attention enough so that I could perceive what God was doing in my life. Would you mind closing us out with, with the prayer? We entrust all these who are dear to us 
to your never-failing love and care for this life, for the life to come, knowing that you will do for them far more than we can desire or pray for. With them and for them and through them, perhaps this night on behalf of them, we say the prayer that Jesus taught those he called brothers and sisters and friends. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come upon us and cleanse us. May your will be done upon us. 